helping people cope with and overcome life's challenges. This is Life Transformations with Michael Hart, Canadian Certified Counselor and Award-Winning Psychotherapist. Thank you for joining us in this episode of the Life Transformation Show. Today's show is titled, Five Steps to Overcome Temptations and Achieve Any Goal. It doesn't matter if your goal is to lose weight or to become a pro athlete or you've been struggling with porn for many years and you're trying to beat that temptation, but you're just falling back in that old habit. It doesn't matter what your goal is. This show will help you and give you five tips that you can apply to your life and achieve any goals. This is your host, Michael Hart, and I want to thank you for joining us today. I know that there are many of you who have been listening for quite some time, but I want to welcome all my first-time listeners and thank you for joining us today. We are on the air every Monday morning at 9.30 AM. If you are not familiar with Elim Counseling Services, you can find out more about us by going to our website at elimcounselingministry.com. Elim is spelled E-L-I-M, counseling with two L's, ministry.com. Or you can call us at one 544 3546 We are a counseling service that provides professional counseling, but from a Christian perspective. So let's get right into today's show. Today's show, again, five steps to overcome temptations and achieve any goals. I know there are many of you who have called me and requested that I do a show about this, and I think it's quite an appropriate time to do this topic because we're going into, we're coming up close to the end of the year and going into a new year, and many of you will be setting goals for the new year, and uh, sadly, many of you have failed year after year by falling into the same traps over and over and over again. So today's show, Five Steps to Overcome Temptations and Achieve Any Goal, is going to be giving you steps that will help you, practical steps, I should say, that will help you to achieve any goal. And as usual, we will be looking at biblical passages that shed lights on the subject of of achieving goals, but also we will be drawing on research from psychology that will help to, to substantiate the points that we will be talking about today. So the first point that I would like to start with today, if you have goals that you're trying to achieve, the first step in achieving your goal is to be proactive. Many of us, we struggle with the temptations and we fall into traps over and over again. For those of you or for those of you who are trying to lose weight, it might be those donuts that is sitting on the counter and you have vowed to yourself that you're going to be giving up the eating of sweets and you are going to cut back on your calories. But you see those donuts and you're trying to white knuckle it by saying, you know, I'm not going to have those donuts. I'm going to refuse it. But every time that you pass those donuts, it's as if they're calling out your name. And sooner or later, you, you you take one and you start eating that one and you can't stop. And before you know it, you have eaten 
three or four donuts and then after you have eaten that donut, those donuts, you realize, wow, I have just fallen into temptations, to the same temptation that I'm trying to resist again. Or maybe it is pornography that you're struggling with and you are trying to do your best to avoid and you're watching these screens and these images keep flashing up and you 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 again have the willpower to refuse the first one but then there is another image that flash up and you see something that triggers you and then finally you give in to that temptation and you you end up feeling guilty for having giving in to the temptation of viewing pornography again. Uh, but so whatever the temptation is that you're str- struggling with, the first point of being proactive means that you do not wait until you're in the clutches of temptations to try to overcome it. So in the example of the donuts that I used earlier, being proactive means do not buy donuts. Do not take donuts into your home. Because if you do that and you have donuts and cookies and all of these snacks that you're trying to give up, sooner or later you're going to find yourself succumbing to that temptation. If it's a situation where you you have you're trying to to avoid shopping and but you keep racking up these credit cards debt over and over and over again and you just can't stop shopping. Well, being proactive might mean that you don't take your credit cards with you when you go shopping. You take a certain amount of cash and you spend just that amount of cash that you you decided before time that you're going to you're going to to spend and so whatever the the goal is by being proactive you're setting up yourself for achievement the opposite of that is to try to have this willpower in the midst of all kinds of temptations and fail over and over and over again. So it doesn't matter what the goal is, being proactive means that you plan ahead to achieve. So if you're listening and you're a, a pro athlete and you're saying, well, how does this apply if I'm trying to get to that next level, but I can't seem to get up at the time I want to go running at 6 a.m. and I try to get up, but my bed is calling me back to sleep and I just fall asleep. And before I know it, I have missed an opportunity to work out. Well, being proactive in that way might mean that you go to bed earlier so that you're not as tired when it's 6 a.m. What I find that a lot of athletes that I that come to me for for professional advice as to how to achieve their goals. A simple a simple thing like that is something that they often overlook. They think that they can party the night before or they can stay up late and then say, I'm going to get up at 6 a.m. and achieve my goals. So in other words, they're, they're setting themselves up for failure by not being proactive. Whatever your goal is, by being proactive, you can 
overcome those temptations, temptations to sleep in, temptations to watch uh, pornography or temptation to eat those foods or temptation to spend, whatever it is, by being proactive, you can overcome. Interestingly enough, there are studies that have been done in one research that was done at Carleton University, and uh, it's, a co- it's a co-research by Carleton University and the University of Toronto. And in these studies, the researchers, the researchers followed 159 university students who were keen on achieving their personal goals, and they were dedicated to to keep these goals. And these students were asked to keep detailed diaries of the the efforts that they made to accomplish these goals. And after the appointed time of the research, they examined these students, they followed up with these students to see how many of the 159 students achieved their goals. And when they looked at the students who were successful in achieving their goals, they said these students, the students who were successful were students that had less temptations. There weren't students that had temptations but resolve that they were going to be successful. In other words, they were successful because they had less temptation. And I think if you're going to be successful at your goal, do not set up yourself for temptation. Plan ahead and try to avoid the temptations that will cause you to not accomplish the goals that you're trying to accomplish. We have the story of David in Second Samuel chapter 11, and it's a story of David and Bathsheba. And uh, David is a godly man, so I think it's, it's fair to assume that one of his goal was to live a godly life. But we see a situation unfolding where David was setting himself up for temptation. Let me just read a narrative for you from Second Samuel uh, chapter 11, verse 2 and 3. The passage reads as follows. One evening, David got up from his bed and walked around on the roof of the palace. From the roof, he saw a woman bathing. The woman was very beautiful, and David sent someone to find out about her. So we see here that David is on his roof. He sees this woman bathing, and He goes to the next step of saying, wow, that's a beautiful woman. And then he sends someone after her. And we know that story. Those of us who who are believers probably know that story very well, that David ended up committing adultery with Bathsheba and tried to cover up the pregnancy that resulted from that by getting her husband killed. And this whole mess was created because David was not proactive in guarding himself against temptation. So first of all, he's on this roof and he saw this woman bathing. What he should have done is to say, I'm going back inside because if I stay here and indulge my eyes, it's going to result in me failing at my desire to remain pure before God. So I think that probably was the first search for pornography, if I may say so, because we see that David sent someone out to find her. So in other words, he saw this 
woman, he got an image in his mind and he said, I want that image. I want to make this. I want pleasure from what I have seen. And so David ended up sending people out to find Bathsheba. And we know what resulted from that. So the first step is to, is to be proactive. The second step in achieving any goal is to, and to overcome the temptations that beset you, is to not focus on what it is that you're trying to avoid, but to focus on the opposite. In other words, what is it that you're trying to accomplish? So in other words, let me use an example of the weight loss example that I used earlier. If your, if your goal is to lose weight and you focus on, I want to lose weight, you're focusing on a negative. And so if you're, if you're, if your focus is on the excess weight that you have, psychologically, you're setting up yourself for failure. So I think a better thing to do is to focus your, your goal on, I want to become healthy. And so if you want to become healthy and losing weight is a part of that, just that subtle difference, that subtle way of looking at it can make a big difference to your subconscious because now you're focusing on a positive thing instead of the problem, which is the excess weight that you have. Now, there's also an example of that in scriptures, in, in scripture. In 2 Timothy 2, verse 22, we have Paul speaking to Timothy, and Paul say, flee the evil desires of youth. But he doesn't stop there. He could just let that focus be on the evil desires. Timothy, do not be involved in evil things. But Paul did not stop there. Paul went on to say, pursue righteousness, faith, love, peace, along with those who call on the Lord out of a pure heart. So you see what Paul is doing there. Paul is taking the focus of the the evil desires and placing it on the purity, which is the positive thing that Timothy is trying to accomplish. And so develop this kind of mindset where you you start focusing on the opposite. So if your desire is to, to lose weight, focus on becoming healthy, focus on eat, eating healthily instead of, I want to lose weight. If your desire is to is to accomplish some professional goal, whether it be to become a professional athlete or to excel at soccer, do not focus on just the training and the hard work that you have to put in because just by focusing on that, you're setting up yourself to, to succeed as a chore. And, and it's no wonder that many people do not put in the effort that they need to accomplish these, these goals because they're focusing on the negative. Instead, focus on what you want to become. Focus on the, 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 the goal that you're trying to achieve. And that goal might be to become stronger. It might be to run longer. Don't focus on the things that you have to do 
to get there. Don't focus on that. Yes, you will do those things, but don't focus on the the exercise itself. Focus on the end result because by so doing, you're motivating yourself to to do those things that are required and to get to the next level. So if you have just joined us, you're listening to the Life Transformation Show, and I'm your host, Michael Hart of Elam Counseling Services. And again, I want to thank you for joining us on today's show. So today's show is titled, Five Steps to Overcome Temptations and Achieve Any Goals. If you have missed the first part of this show, you can listen to it by going to our YouTube channel, where we'll have the full podcast available to you, but you can also find over 200 other shows that we have done on a variety of mental health topic. So, so yes, we have been talking about these steps and we talked about the first step being proactive and the second step, focus on the opposite of what is it that you're trying to avoid. And so by, by doing this, you are already going to be in, in a better psychological state to accomplish the things that you want to accomplish. Now, the third goal, the third step, I should say, that it's very important for you to put in place if you are trying to accomplish these goals is to identify with your goal. And I, I think I need to clarify and, and explain what I mean here by identifying with your goal. So in other words, let's use the weight loss example again. If you're trying to lose weight and someone offer you this box of chocolate and you go, no, I can't because I'm on a diet. That's not identify. With, that's not identifying with your goal. On the other hand, if you say, I, I don't eat chocolates because I have these goals that I'm trying to accomplish and that will stand in my way. So instead of I can't, you're saying I don't. If your goal is to, is to be pure and you have friends that are enticing you to do something that is against your principles, don't say, I can't do that, but just say, I do not do those kind of things. And this might seem like a trivial point. Some of you listening might be saying, what's the difference? What's the difference if I say, I can or I don't? Well, there are studies that actually have been done that prove that by saying that you don't, Instead of, I can't, by saying that you don't, you're identifying with your goal and you're empowering yourself to to overcome the temptations of doing what it is that you've been lured to do. So a study that was published in the Journal of Consumer Research affirms this. They did experiments in which they had these participants that were offered a temptation uh, to eat unhealthy food that one one group would say, I can't, and the other group would say, I don't. So these these two groups were then given the option after the experiment to choose between eating a granola bar and a chocolate bar after the experiment was finished. And what they found interestingly is that the group that said, I don't, went for the granola bar. 
whereas the group that said I can't, uh, more of them, six to six to four percent of that group went for the unhealthy, the unhealthy stuff. Instead, the unhealthy bar instead of the granola bar. So in other words, the study found that 64% of the I don't group chose the, the healthier option compared to 39% of the I can't group. So it's very important that when you're faced with these temptations that you, you use language that identify you with your goals because they're found that by doing so, what you're actually doing is that you're empowering yourself. You're making this personal instead of uh, just uh, seeing it as something that's external to you. The fourth step that you need to take to accomplish your goals is that you need to find the people of like mind. And this is a very important step. This is why the AA groups are so important, whether it's Alcoholic Anonymous or Sex Anonymous. These groups are powerful because people of like mind with the same desire. There's a synergy that comes from that. There, there is a sharpening of iron, if I might say so, using biblical, uh, biblical language, where people... Uh, who, who are of like mind when they come together, they pr- they they produce uh, a power that motivates everyone in that group to accomplish things in a way that they would not be able to do if they were white knuckling it all by themselves and trying to have that willpower to do it just by themselves. There's a power that comes from from being in in groups, and so in Proverbs thirteen and verse twenty, we have the saying: "He who walks." with wise men will be wise, but the companion of fools will suffer harm. So not only do you like you do you need to to surround yourself with people of like minds, but under that heading too, uh, you need to avoid the company of people who are going to pull you down. If you if your goal is to become uh, an athlete, a professional athlete, and you're hanging around people who are partying every every Friday and Saturday night, then chances are you're not going to accomplish your goals. On the other hand, if you are around other people that are equally as motivated, then you're going to accomplish those goals. So some of the professional athletes who come to see me who are very successful have put this principle in place where they choose as their friends, people from their team, and they start hanging out with these people instead of the friends that they had before. And they have said that this step that I have I have told them to put in place helped them to be a lot more able to resist the temptations that, that would cause them not to train and do what is necessary to get to that next level. So when you're in a group, there are certain things that this group dynamic does. The first is that the group dy- dynamic encourages you. You see people around you who can encourage you. The next is that uh, you have inspiration from others who have been successful. And the third factor is that there is accountability. And so these are things that you don't get if you're isolated. 
and you're trying to accomplish your goals by yourself or trying to overcome temptations all by yourself. So this is why the Apostle Paul, in speaking uh, in, 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 in the Bible, uh, in talks about not forsaking the assembling of yourself together. And the passage reads, Do not forsake the assembling of your of ourselves together as the manner of some is, but exhorting one another, and so much more as you see the day approaching. So in other words, when times get hard, assemble Together is what Paul is saying here, that because the, the day, the, the day of evil is approaching, is encouraging believers that they need even more to stick together. So if you are falling into temptations over and over and over again, or you have goals that you're trying to achieve and you keep failing, it's very important that you examine whether or not you're isolating yourself. You need to uh, put this fourth step in place and uh, surround yourself with people of like mind. And now the fifth and final step is very, a very important step. In this fifth and final step, the, 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 the step is to practice visualization. The Bible says that as a man thinks in his heart, so is he. The Bible also says faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. And by visualization, by visualizing what it is that you're trying to accomplish, you're, you're triggering uh, you're triggering the the motivation that you need to ov- to accomplish those things and to overcome the setbacks. And so, by visualizing things, you're creating in yourself also the resolve to be able to accomplish these things. And I think by visualization, for those of us who are spiritual and we're visualizing and we're using spiritual imagery, whether it be God helping us. Uh, uh, achieve that thing that we are trying to achieve, then those visualization is also drawing on the spiritual power, the strength that lies outside of yourself to help you to be successful. In one one of the the article that was written in the New York Times about tennis player, uh, one of the Articles that was published in the New York Times about this tennis player by the name of Djokovic talks about his secret for excellence. And what this article said is that Djokovic's secret for excellence was his meditation, his visualization. And I'll read a part of what he said that makes him successful. He said, I have done so much mindful meditation that now my brain functions better automatically, even when I am not meditating. I used to freeze up whenever I made a mistake. I was sure that I wasn't on the same league. I wasn't in the same league as the Federer's. Now when, that's another great tennis player for those of you who don't follow tennis. Now when I blow a serve or shank a backhand, I still get those flashes of self-doubt, but I know how to handle them. I acknowledge the negative thoughts and let them slide 
by focusing on the moment. He goes on to say that mindfulness helps me process pain and emotion. It, It lets me focus on what's really important to me. So if you have not been practicing visualization, which is a form of mindfulness, I think you are missing out on a big part of what can make you successful and overcome temptations that prevents you from accomplishing your goal. So visualize, sit in a quiet place and begin to visualize what it is that you're you're striving to accomplish. Visualize what you will look like without the weight that you're trying to to lose. Visualize yourself if you're an athlete that wants to play at a high level. Spend time each day visualizing what that is like to be playing at that higher level. And as you do so, you're going to be be setting up yourself to bring that into reality. So I see today that I am quickly out of time, but I want to thank you for being with us on this episode of the Life Transformation Show. And if you want to find out more about visualization, I'm going to be posting a video soon. So look out for that video in which I'm going to give specific techniques as to how to visualize techniques that I, I use with my high perform performance athlete and uh, very successful business people who have gotten to that this that other level by using those techniques. So until next time, this is your host, Michael Hart of Elam Counseling Services, thanking you for listening and praying that God would bless you in all your relationships and keep you sound in mind and pure in heart.